the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good morning. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Ultimately, anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk about love. We could talk post-love. We could talk pre-love. We could talk content along the lines of, oh, good golly, uh, prenup or post-nup? If you can't get a prenup, first and foremost, everyone should get a prenup. I know you're saying, wait, wait, just let, give me a little bit more time to be in love before you go negative. I think if you can't get a prenup, it's a problem. And I can give you an example from way back when I was younger and I was totally in love with a woman named Juliet. We lived together and we did all that kind of good stuff. Um, what I can tell you, what's interesting about that is, help me, help me, help me, help me. Oh, when I moved in with her, she, um, we had a lot of CDs. This was in the day and age where we had CDs before we had, you know, streaming services per se. And you had to buy your own music. And I swear I bought one CD and she swears she bought that CD. And when push came shove time break up, she took the CD. And, you know, I was in that giving loving mood or mode maybe, uh, where I was like, oh, whatever. You're a loser anyway, kind of thing in my head. So I wasn't exactly playing my cards totally correctly on the way out, per se. Um, but a prenup would have been nice. Right? The CD is mine. What if it was my... Uh, my grandmother had a, a handmade quilt. Family heirloom, right? What if it was that? So prenups tend to like get caught up in television as like, Oh, she's a gold digger or will she be a gold digger or you're letting daddy's money go to that gold digger. There's always like a drama on it. And I'm saying if you can't do it, you, you should. You shouldn't get married because you can't talk. So that's out there. Um, as far as things to think about, Warren Buffett is selling some of his apple. Warren Buffett is the granddaddy. He is the granddaddy of investing. 
uh, maybe the great great grandfather kind of thing. He's a warm, lovable guy. He's the greatest investor of all time. He's one of the richest people in the world. He's cut uh, his share in Apple. Now, what's interesting about that is, I don't know, there's something about leopards and spots and changing their spots or stripes or something like that. I, I don't have the whole thing in my head. But he famously missed out on tech stocks in the 90s and 2000s. He went out of his way to say, I, I don't know how to value a company like that. He's kind of a cash flow kind of guy. He likes to see the cash coming in. He likes to see being able to make your payments. Um, it's, it's much, much more than that. He goes into intrinsic value and stuff that would put you to sleep. But he's cutting a share in Apple. He did it at the end of last year. Um, what's interesting to note about that is, oh, what's an Apple sound effect? I got it. That went through me. Uh, but he's the Oracle of Omaha, and people will go, well, if he's selling, I'm selling, because I tell you, you should be like him. You should like try to follow and emulate him if you can. Very, very difficult. But uh, that's a story that's out there today. Uh, Amazon.com, the whole New York City uh, controversy. I don't know if you heard me a couple weeks ago, but I got almost sick when... A friend of mine who works in the real estate industry sent me an inside office YouTube video um, that was Amazon is coming to town. And these realtors were basically sending it out to their clients like, hey, you better buy now. You better not wait. And it was all about Amazon's coming to town. (laughs) Are they going to come out with a new video? Amazon's not coming to town anymore. Um, And anyone who invests in real estate on a speculative, uh, not a speculative, but on kind of like a gold rush mentality got hurt. So a lot of people in Long Island lost a lot of money because they're like, I'm going to open up a pizza place right here. This pizza place will do all wonderful because it's right across the street from the new Amazon headquarters. See that beautiful that area that's in the Amazon new headquarters. So, and that's my Italian, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oddly enough, my Italian sounds a lot like my Spanish, my European. All of my accents are basically the same accent, right? <laughs> um, stupid. So that's, I got that going for me, which is always nice. Um, retail sales is something we looked at yesterday and the market got a little bit spooked on it. Uh, markets enjoying an out of body experience woo, right now as it floats above very, very weak data. I saw the Dow Jones industrial averages close to its October highs, all time highs. It's closing in on it. So we're floating higher and yet there's like some news out there. Ooh. I'm going to spoil Valentine's Day with bad retail sales numbers. Will the U.S. and China make a deal? I kind of want Howie Mandel to work in Washington for a little while. Come on in the news at 6 o'clock. You're sitting down in your chicken pot pie. I love chicken pot pies. You're sitting down with your chicken pot pie. And uh, Howie Mandel goes, China, do you want a deal or no deal? And he's like, I got to call the banker. I got to call the banker. I kind of worry that's we got to get this deal done at some point in time. It's um, it's sleepy. It's like a meditation to me at this point in time. Deal or no deal. Deal or no deal. President Trump and President Xi. Um, they're working towards a memo that they're going to come out and say, well, we got a deal in the plan or the works or something like that. It's it's just uh, the story is such a so redundant. I hate redundancy, right? So NVIDIA is in the news today. Better than feared guidance from NVIDIA. 
better than feared guidance. Whoa. That makes me want to hit myself with a stick. Let me say what that means. Better than feared guidance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got it. So they're basically saying we're, we're in a bottom. So it was fear that they were going to say, uh, watch out, fallen knife. We don't know where it's going to land. But they basically said spring. Spring's bottom. Okay, so that's better than feared. I get it. PepsiCo's in the news. PepsiCo is long for Pepsi. Why they can't just be like every other company and go by the name Pepsi or Coca-Cola? It's not Coca-Cola Co. Um, it, it still upsets me on a daily basis. But uh, PepsiCo's in the news. They missed the ex- earnings expectations by a penny. Uno penny. I know you're saying, no, no, uno peso. No, uno penny. So they missed the earnings. But really what was important was they said 2019 looks like a down year. And now you can sell sugar water. I know you're saying, what is sugar water? Well, sugar water, uh, milk has a lot of sugar in it. Um, Pepsi doesn't sell milk, but they sell uh, Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, all that kind of stuff. Sugar water, right? They also sell orange juice, sugar, juice, and water, right? Right, right. You with me? So they basically jack us up, and they basically said, 2019, we're not going to be, America doesn't need to be jacked up that much. So they lowered their expectations. And uh, Wall Street is a business of what have you done for me lately? No, 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 no. Wall Street is a business about what are you going to do in the next six months? When you look at valuing stocks, you're trying to look out six months into the future, which is kind of a cool thing in my opinion. So that's out there is one of the top stories of the day. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. You want to talk insurance? <laughs> That's never fun. Oh, markets opened higher. Broad advance. U.S. and China reportedly set to continue trade talks next week in Washington, D.C. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Get it. At 1 a.m., let's make mistakes. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Jones in for some coffee this morning. I've done financial media now for 20 plus years, right? This whole financial AM radio thing. The way I fell into it is I, I, I never said no. Um, so when I started a financial company that bought and sold stocks and gave investment advice, I was pretty good at it. And someone said, hey, can you jump on the radio? Because our, our reporter in Boston is quitting. Um, and I said, sure. I can hear him directly. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Um, Calpers, this is kind of an interesting take. You know, uh, I talked earlier about Warren Buffett selling some of his Apple. 
Warren Buffett is a rich dude. Berkshire Hathaway has a lot of money. So when I say something like he's selling some of his share, it's material, right? Well, a big pension fund is going bigger and bigger and bigger into dun, 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 marijuana stocks. Um, that brings up a question. If Cowper's is tied towards the teacher's pension and everything. When do you get ethical? Do you get ethical? Um, Cowper's apparently doesn't. It's, it's kind of interesting. You know, my dad died from cancer probably because he smoked a pack of Salem, Salem lights. I don't even know. Salem Those are the green menthol ones. Drink a lot of it. Um, I, I would own, I would own tobacco stocks. I don't have a problem with that. Do you, do you see kind of where I'm going at with this? Um, sometimes you have to say your ethics are on the back burner. So my dad dies of cancer. I'll say, I'll look at a financial statement of, of Phil Morris out there. I go, Ooh, look at that. That's a beauty. And I'll say, I'll, I, I can jump into that. Do you have that issue with marijuana? Like, I'm kind of revolting because I'll buy tobacco even though my dad died. It's almost like investing in uh, a gun company after, you know, a mass shooting in Orlando or a mass shooting in Newton, Colorado or Newton or Colorado. It's it's kind of morbid, but people do it. How morbid is it when you think about the idea of investing in something like Home Depot or Lowe's or Genvac when there's a hurricane? It's going to be in the news. You know, you're going to come home and people are going to be sweeping uh, water out of their, their house and they're going to go, I don't know what happened. I was just sitting here watching the television. And, uh, water came in the house. And you're like, poor woman. She needs to go Home Depot or Lowe's. And the next thing you see is she's at Home Depot or Lowe's getting broom and stuff. Free advertising, right? So CalPERS, they're a big one. You can get the annual report of CalPERS and say, if it's good enough for them, it might be good enough for me. I don't want you to say if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. I, I, I think CalPERS has a lot to teach us. California Public Employees Retirement System. We've seen some retirement system funds go bankrupt because of bad management. But, but we've learned from that through the years of how to... I'm not saying we've learned. Let me be very... We've uh, tried to learn from that. So if you were to study out CalPERS, you would learn a lot. Uh, they have to err on the side of caution. Now, they don't always do that because they're investing in marijuana stocks, right? Okay. Uh, if I can go back in time and figure out which of my high school teachers were high all day long and which ones were not, I got to imagine at least one was, right? Anyhow, CalPERS more than tripled its uh, holdings of Tilray, ticker symbol T-L-R-Y, a Canadian grower. Now, here's the problem I have with this, and again, call me goofy. Um, marijuana will eventually become a commodity like corn, like wheat, uh, because growing it's not the most difficult thing in the world. Uh, it's a weed. Growing corn is a lot more difficult to get it you know, perfectly popping and everything right at the seasonal time. Weeds grow, well, like weeds, right? Or they grow like children. Or do children grow like weeds or do weeds grow like children? I'm not sure which one it is, but I'm going to stick with that story. So CalPERS also owns Constellation Brands. That's the way I would play the marijuana boom. Constellation Brands makes uh, alcohol and booze. 
And the thought there is, is that they can infuse new drinks with uh, cannabinoid technology and they're going to extract the $6 million man to make the $6 marijuana drink. That'll calm you down before you go to bed. So I like Constellation Brands. It's a category that's always shifting. Um, there was a period in the 80s and 90s, you know, uh, t- feels gr- or tastes great. Oh, oh my gosh, what am I thinking here? I don't want to blow this and make it into a sexual innuendo. Tastes great, less filling. But I don't want to make that into a sexual innuendo. Tastes great, less filling. Tastes great, less filling. Tastes great, less filling. Right? There was a point in time where, like, the Budweiser's ruled. And then the craft beers and uh, Sam Adams. Sam Adams, what an investment. At one point in time, I interviewed the CEO, uh, Greg Koch or Coach or something like that, whatever his name is, on the show probably about 17 years ago. And uh, it was fantastic because we said it was a preset interview. He, his people called our people kind of thing. And my producer pulled me a, a case of beer but because he can't send beer across state lines. He could send ciders for some reason. I got a case of cider. I'm like, oh, it was like the best day ever, a free case of beer. When you're a younger man, and then it turns into a, a free case of cider. Oh, uh, no. That just ruined the whole story. But anyway, Constellation Brands is how I would play the marijuana push. Uh, because you know Americans, and especially Europeans, are going to drink. And uh, because of that, there's going to be, a, you know, the big guys have got, got a stake in this. So on top of what Cowper's owns there, they also own GW Pharmaceuticals. Now, I may not know GW Pharmaceuticals. So when I see that CalPERS owns you know these three marijuana stocks, I'm like, okay, I get to all right, they're a grower, I get it. I get Constellation Growth, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I get, you know, um, Constellation Brands. But then I'm like, GW Pharmaceuticals, maybe I should do a little homework on them and I'll go to the company's website and I'll order their annual report and I'll, I'll start the ball rolling there. Now, there's rumors that Coca-Cola will get into marijuana, and they're like, no, we're America's greatest company. We're red, white, and blue. You can't say uh, America without saying Coca-Cola. Well, yeah, you can. You can say America. Coca-Cola's actually not in there. But they'd have you believe otherwise. Um, so Calpers also bought some AT&T. They got a big fat dividend. They also got that 5G thing coming up. Um, and they did buy some Coca-Cola of note. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find me anywhere, anywhere on the internet, and uh, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Coming up on the show, I'm going to go over some stock ideas and what's going on. What's going on on Wall Street? I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. What's your biggest flop ever? 
I can tell you in the world of stocks, one of mine was buying a cancer kind of company that I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I got in over my head. I can tell you there's been some relationship flops. What's the biggest flop you have in your life? Did you strike out well at bat with the bases loaded? Uh, were you the little fat kid who couldn't jump over the pommel horse? Get and in my belly! As you're trying to bounce over it, ooh, you go straight into it. I know, I know. You're saying you watch too much YouTube. I probably do. How about flops like from Apple? We know their successes. Do you remember the flops? Um, there's many of them. Many, 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 many. They once came out with a computer. $7,500 price tag. This was in 1997 when computer prices were dropping fast. And they went for the high end. Um, clunky, clunky uh, 20th anniversary Mac is what it was. If I remember quickly. <laughs> oh, Elmer Fudd just made an appearance. Oh, what if you woke up and you had Elmer Fudd's voice? Macintosh TV was Apple's attempt to capture a whole new market. Way before its time. And yes... There was a Macintosh TV. It's considered one of the biggest flops of Apple's history. Um, it couldn't do picture-in-picture. Picture. It didn't have a standard video out port. started at $2,000. Now, I know you're saying, $2,000 for a TV? Um, Apple blew that one, huh? Uh, there's other big flops that they had. In the mid-1990s, someone at Apple got the idea that a Macintosh hardware could be used to create a platform for video gaming, and they came out with what's called the Pippin. I know you're saying, aren't Pippin those little, little penguin-like animals that live in Ireland? No, those are puffins. This is a Pippin. Um, so they had a game console that came out in 1994. No one really remembers that story, but they remember the $1,000 iPhone. Or they'd buy an iPhone for their kid, and the kid would drop it within two minutes, and you're like, why did you just drop a $600 phone, you little crap? Right? And the real question is, why did you give a $600 phone to a little kid? You horrible parent. Um, the Pippin was too expensive. It was $600 at a time when gaming consoles like the Sony PlayStation was $300. Do you see that Apple makes a lot of mistakes in the end about pricing as well as sometimes product? Is that the lesson here? Um, do you remember MySpace? Do you remember the social media network before the social media network, Facebook and Twitter? There was something called Ping. It was supposed to be the successor to MySpace, and it was kind of a, a place for Apple people to hang out with each other. It was iTunes social media network endorsed by none other than ga 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 ga. You know who I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm talking about when I go, ga, 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 ga. Um, yeah, so she endorsed it. Coldplay endorsed it. Big fanfare in 2010. It was going to change iTunes. And, um, you know, people get together to talk about music. It lasted two years in Apple. Shut it down. You're fired. Then there was the iPad before the iPad that Apple had called the Newton. And uh, it didn't have a color screen, I don't think. It had a $700 price tag. Do you remember some of the pieces of garbage technology we would buy? If you go to the San Jose Museum of, of Technology, Museum of Technology, Tech Museum, 
yes, you will see a lot of kids dressed up as, as uh, Spock. And I don't understand why. Because I, I don't get it. I don't see the tie. But you'll see a lot of old tech products that were awful. Apple's personal digital assistant made its debut in 1993, $700. Apple hoped to recoup the $100 million it had invested in the development. It didn't even sell a million units. So you do the math. It was a disaster. It had some sort of handwriting recognition thing. And I remember people would show up to seminars that I had, and I'd see these these devices out there, and they were really awful. And it's almost like an... An abacus was too much work for me. When I was in second grade, and the teacher's like, here's an abacus, and here's how you count ones and tens and hundreds. and <coughs> Too much work for me. There's things called calculators, you old lady. Um, so when you, when you have <coughs> the Newton, and you're like using sketching technology, too much work. Too much work. Then there was the Performa X200 series that Matt came out with. Disaster. Everyone avoided it at all costs. 1995. So we're not talking about like a million years ago. Maybe it feels like that. But they were trying to put a lot of the pieces of the computer together in one area. So like they would put not a tape drive, but Apple used to have these funny disk drives compared to what, you know, was the standard in the PC world. And that was the problem with Apple is like people who aren't on the Apple platform yet said, oh, those are funny hard drives. Oh, those are funny things. Um, Macs were considerably slower than PCs, and that's why the Performa X200 died. RIP, bad tech products, right? Then Apple had another big failure with the Mac G4 Cube. They got a little, they got a little cutesy there for a while, right? All the Apple products were like, oh, you can get an orange computer, or you can get one that you could see through that's like light blue. Got a little bit too cutesy with the design, which is fine. I think it's it's great. It's industrial. It pushed things forward. Absolutely. But the Power Mac G4 Cube was beautiful. Beautiful. Um, and when you started plugging in accessories like mice, it became very ugly. So it was it was beautifully designed, but implementation was, was quite flawed. Um, it flopped from the very first day. So it... it it had no cycle to it at all. It had no staying power. It was just, in the end, it looked like it looks like a computer of the future until you actually use it, and then it was like, oh, wow, that's clunky. One of the things that I did early on in my career, and I know you're saying career, I was 14 or 15 years old, and I would build computers for people. The Apple II, the Apple IIe, the Apple III, the Apple III came out in 1980. Uh, this was a big commercial failure. Um, again, Apple was just too expensive. $4,300 to $7,500 for a computer. It was uh, very expensive. Now, yes, 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 it was kind of cool. But you look at it today and it was, it, you couldn't do a lot with it. So, um, Steve Jobs told Playboy Magazine in 1985, that Apple lost infinite, incalculable amounts of money on the flop. Now, that's a pretty big statement from Steve Jobs, because you hear Steve Jobs say, did you hear the time you gave a TED Talk? I don't think he ever gave a TED Talk. Did you hear the time you talked to those kids at Stanford? Okay, so I heard that one. But people rarely think of him as having so many flops. 
Lots and lots of flops. Um, the PowerBook laptop uh, was a craze in the early 1990s. IBM's ThinkPad was like the stud of a vehicle of uh, computers. It was just it was ramped up. It was beautiful. And uh, Apple tried to do the PowerBook 5300 again, just wildly underpowered. Uh, they were trying to make it as physically compact as possible, and it still kind of had a brick feeling to it. Plastic cases were prone to cracking, especially around the edges. The broken plastic would then fray the cables inside. Very, 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 very problematic. Uh, poorly designed product. And again, you only think of Steve Jobs as this, this god of, of, well, not only just industrial design, but like uh, business design and efficiency, right? I, I, I remember in, um, I used to like Super Bowls when I was younger. Like I was that guy because of the commercials. And it was always fascinating to me, like the Mach 3 razors. Look how many razors we're going to And they, it's beautiful. You really think as if um, something biblical has happened and somebody has risen from the grave and there's, there's light shining down on a razor blade. Right? It's incredibly well marketed. And then you start seeing commercials for Apple and then you're like, all they do is they don't say a thing and it pisses me off when they don't do that. And they just show like the beautiful curves and the cases of like, I have a friend um, <clears throat> douchebag who um, has, um, how shall we say it? A thing for showing off luxuries. He's got a Maserati. He's that guy, right? I got a Maserati. I'm a cool guy. He's got vocal fry. But um, so where am I in this story? Oh, he likes showing things off. So he doesn't put his uh, iPhones in cases. <laughs> he's like it's beautiful look at it look at look at how beautiful the design it is it's beautiful why would i put this in a case and turn it into a brick you're, you're walking around with a brick i'm walking around with a beautiful okay i get it how about apple's lisa do you remember the lisa pc came out in 1983 incredibly advanced computer for its time but its operate uh operating system was stored on a hard disk for faster performance it was doing multitasking it featured a graphical user interface a gui Gooey morning to you. A graphical user interface, a gooey. Um, it had a mouse. Why was Lisa flop? Let me guess. Apple charged ten thousand dollars for it. Yes, yes, it's in the bucket. <laughs> they overpaid. It, it, they got to the point where they're trying to charge twenty five thousand dollars for a computer, a glorified calculator abacus. It wasn't playing like these video games where like it altered reality and like, whoa, man, I'm in New York City. Whoa. Um, the HomePod. Hey, Siri, play Rob Black and your money. <laughs> I love doing that if anyone's at home right now. <laughs> um, anyhow, the um, HomePod's considered a flop at this point in time. As far as home speakers go, will they be able to have a second coming? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial flops and more. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money. 
One of the areas that I like to talk about on occasion is there's good advice and there's bad advice. And I would be very cautious working with financial planners or people that you don't necessarily know how the business works. There's Ameriprise financial offices all around the Bay Area. They've been growing quickly, to say the least. Um, It's a lot of independent broker-dealers. And they're they're recruiting people. Last year, hiring was up big. And they're recruiting some more experienced advisors. Now, here's where I think it's, it's worthy of start talking, you know. And being blunt, and this is a little difficult for me to do, I'd rather work with an experienced real estate broker than a brand new real estate broker. I'd rather work with an experienced financial person than someone who's brand new. Everyone has to start somewhere, but I don't want them. Because when I was 20 and I worked with people, I had to work with people that weren't experienced. It was a really bad experience. Um, a lot of markups, a lot of uh, fat commissions, a lot of product that they didn't really know what they were talking about. They couldn't really explain how it worked. Like, don't you want financial security for your family? So I'm not a big fan of Ameriprise Financial Advisors or Stifle or Cetera. It's not my thing. It's, it's to me, when they're hiring that many people, they're basically saying, let's get a lot of people in the building and have them work the phones. Hey, Zachary, come on in. We'll hire you. You look like a fine young man. Uh, you're 25. So here's what you want to do. You want to get your Rolodex. <laughs> He's like, what's a Rolodex? Get your iPhone. Go through the contacts list and start calling all your friends and see if they can't, won't open up a $1,000 mutual fund or a $2,000 IRA. And then what you're learning is sometimes you're putting the funds like the American funds, and that's 5.75% sales commission. Ameriprise loves it. They just hired a punk kid out of college who wants a job and doesn't know what to do, and mom and dad are pressuring them. Go sell product. And they don't have to pay you a lot because it's all commission-driven. So I would be very, very cautious. Now, again, not everyone at Ameriprise is this way. That's why I think you should take time to get to know a financial person. I think that's one of the things I've done with this show is you've got to know me. And through the years, you know that if I say things like watch out for annuities, they could be high fee contact uh, product. They could be contracts that are tough to get out of. They could be vehicles that are expensive to maintain. And that's what they all, I mean, all th- that, those three things are what I have problems with annuities with. Now, I'm not against all annuities. There are some low-cost or no-cost annuities out there. But you're not going to be sold them by your, your 25-year-old you know, buddy, buddy next door. Oh, and the worst part is when you see someone in their first suit ever trying to sell you product on financial product. And you're like, that's the first suit you've ever worn, right? <laughs> well, I had one when I was 14 my dad died. So I would just be cautious. Again, there's nothing inherently wrong with people that work there. It's just, it's a stepping stone to something bigger. And if they haven't moved on, maybe they're not very good. Or maybe they're pretty comfortable selling pretty average product. So, 
and to me, that's kind of a sad story that I just told because I think the industry turns some people off when they're younger. You know, when I was 20, I, and I had some bad experiences with a friend of mine who just got into the industry. I never wanted to. Like, I, I was like, you told me it would go up, or you said that, or you, my expectation, like, I didn't, ex- when you're spending $5.75 to buy $100 of a mutual fund, no. Go get an index fund that has almost no expenses. I don't. I think wealth accumulation can be easier if you're not caught up in emotion like greed and fear. When I was 20, I, I was like, I didn't know anything about it. So maybe I'll just, you know, hire someone that does or work with someone that does. He has to know more than me. Trust me, two or three books, and you're well on your way to financial information. Um, let me know. I can send you out a copy of, you know, some of the, the material that I've put together. If you get something like Barron's or the Wall Street Journal and you read it on occasion, the headlines, you know, I, I know that's not the easiest thing to do because you probably want to play Fortnite or watch the Super Bowl or talk about how bad the Super Bowl was or wasn't. But that's an issue. So I'd be careful with who you work with. And just understand that if they look like they're green and entry level, you probably want to get away from them. Same thing with real estate agents for me. Um, I've got one of the most disgusting videos that I've ever seen. And I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you. It's Someone sent me a realtor, and there's they're, all around the office. It's Christmas time, and they're talking about Amazon is coming to town. And they're singing a song, Am, you better not wait. You better buy now. Amazon is coming. And the, the production is pretty good. It's pretty good. Like, there's at least 40, 50 people dressed as elves and stuff in the, in the video. But it's so offensive. Um, hey, I'm going to get, you know, a 3% royalty, uh, 3% off you. That transaction where you're going to go buy a house for a million dollars, I'm going to pull in 30000 bucks. Easy. You got to be really, really cautious with this kind of stuff. Do you see why they're, they're positive and, and happy? I know many realtors who don't own a home. They'll never tell you that they don't own a home. But it's not that easy sometimes to buy a million-dollar house and to turn it into a cute song parody. And take a look at what's happening with Long Island right now. Amazon's coming to Long Island and Crystal City, Virginia. Long Island, obviously, New York. Um, some of the bureaucrats up there have said, you know, we may not let them. We may not let them build. So you may have just chased performance. You may have paid a 10, 20% markup. And it's wrong. Don't trust realtors. If you have one that you really, really like and you've known for 20 or 30 years and maybe who grew up in that neighborhood, awesome. That's what I have. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.